Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. When I grow up, I do not want to be like Bailey and Curly. No way. I have higher standards than that. They make me laugh. At the same time, scare the shit out of me. What will they say next? Welcome to the roller coaster world of Bailey and Curly. Unfiltered. While this voice may be artificial, the unfiltered musings from our hosts certainly are not. Make yourself comfortable, grab a drink, and let's get unfiltered. Here's your hosts, Bailey and Curly. All right, it's Bailey and Curly, the unhinged, <laughs> the unhinged, unfiltered podcast. Hey, Maddie, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I am fantastic. We actually had some people listen to our first episode. Poor people. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're okay. Uh, shout out to your mum. She she provided yeah. some some great Cla- feedback. So that was classic, cool. Classic Karen. Yeah, that's the old Karen. Not that Matt's mum's a Karen on <laughs> Facebook, but um, but that was awesome. So things certainly changed since the last time we spoke. You're now in like what is it? Level eighteen lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, we're in the year 2023 over here too. <laughs> yeah, man, man. So level four? Stage four, man. And this one this one hit me hard. Not that they've really... It's, it's the fact that for so long we got used to um, the new norm. Yep. Like the, whole country, the whole country did. Even with states closed, every country was sort of in a similar boat on what was open and what wasn't. And then... Yep. I think like June, mid June, July, things started opening, and that was good. But we, 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 like I said, we adjusted to it. And then in the span of like two weeks with with Melbourne, like to go to stage, okay, we're going to stage three for six weeks. Now you have to wear a mask, which is fine. And then like a week later, boom, you stage four. You yeah. can't travel more than five k's, and yeah. That hit me hard, and I sort of struggled for a few days. I feel okay now because I've adjusted, and yeah. you have to adjust. You can't fight it, and I was never trying to fight it. Yeah, I was trying to tell myself that this is fine, but it's not. Um, so like, I get we're all going through this. You know, we're all it's all affecting us some way or another. But you know, for me, I've had you know my family rights taken away from me, my friends' rights, and you know, recording rights, music. Mm. So trying to, and you know, can't even go for a hike. 
Yeah. You know, don't worry, I won't be a Karen from Brighton and get sick of walking <laughs> around Brighton. Um, although, my <laughs> suburb does, although my suburb does start with a BR. So, um, uh, but it's just a funny thing like they say the word pandemic, but millions haven't died. So, like, I'm just going to get this out there. Like, yeah. you know, we've we've killed our economy for less than 300 deaths due yeah. to this virus. And I'd love to see the the uh, the suicide rates currently because I reckon probably more people have taken their own life than have died from COVID. Yeah, I've actually got a quote on that. Um, Gus Warland um, spoke about on Channel 7 about suicides and the death rate and you know at that time i think it was like about a month ago he he spoke he said there's been over 1200 suicides since march compared with just over 200 deaths with the virus at the time so so it is interesting and and i guess there's been this um reliance on health advice so who knows I mean, we've killed, sorry, the virus has killed it. You know, at the end of the day, the virus is winning at the moment. I, I don't think any country, even New Zealand last night, went back into lockdown because they found four cases. Um, but I, the thing we don't know is what would have happened if, the vi- if we did nothing. So at the moment, we've got 300 deaths or whatever it is, and there's been so many thousands of people. And then in America, there's, uh, you know, what are they at? O- over a couple of mil in cases and 180,000 deaths. So so that's with a mixture of lockdown and, and everything else. So, so I guess we're never going to know what would have happened. And um, what we know is that even with lockdown, there's still been you know, the deaths that we've had and the cases that we've had. So. Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, we can't prevent anything, really. Like, we can't prevent suicides, but, yeah. you know, compared to last year, maybe, there might, may have been more. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, they, it, you know, the, they're not announcing these facts. And I have realised, realized, noticed the last couple of days that they are talking a little bit more about mental health. Yeah. Yeah. things I'm seeing around and you know people in the comments of things are, are opening up about that which is good yeah well there's domestic violence as well that's sort of people are, are suggesting is is increasing there's um, suicide rates I, you know once again the, the the quote that I shared with from Warland was it wasn't an apples for apples this year, last year, it was simply 1200 deaths against 200 for the virus. So, so I yeah. don't know how many suicide deaths that there are in a, in a normal year. So. No, um, no, neither. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it, it could be more, it might not, but I'm just, you know, we're, we're so tunnel vision on this virus that we're forgetting about everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're humans you can't you know especially down in victoria we're, we're trapped we're locked like yeah there's only going to be a certain point where we're going to break free from the cage and that's probably not going to be a good result yeah and and i think some of the messaging like um you know i was having a bit of a reflection this morning and you know it's interesting with new zealand and and you know i call it jumping at shadows we're jumping at shadows you know here in queensland 
you get a case and then all of a sudden people are calling for everything to be locked down again. Yeah, you know? see, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and but but it's happened now in NZ. They had four cases and she went straight to Jacinda Ardern, went straight to lockdown, level three lockdowns in Auckland. So, um, and looking at Twitter and whenever you want to get a barometer of life, go have a look <laughs> at Twitter. And yeah. you, you got 50% of the people saying what strong leadership, strong, decisive leadership and, and what have you. And then you've got the other 50% saying what a stupid decision, how reactive, you know. And then yeah. you've got, um, and once again, you get the conspiracy. So there was, there's, and they're coming into an election process over there and um, they've been campaigning, but there's a party over there. I think it's called the public party. And they've been saying for the last month, there's another lockdown coming the last yeah. month. They've been saying, yeah. that. so and then it happened and then it happened. And apparently the leader of that party, I, I don't know his name, but apparently he said it would be the second week of August. And, you know, they, and so all of a sudden now you've got videos of him out there saying, you know, all this stuff for the last four weeks. And then people are, have to, it's a natural thing to say, well, hang on. <laughs> uh, they start questioning that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I, it's a, at the end of the day, it, this virus exists. And at the moment, it, it's fucking winning, Matt. That's the thing. It is. It Even is. with lockdowns and everything. So. Yeah, and speaking of videos, you see there's now coronavirus ads. There's, there's now ads for like survivors and all that. Just like the smoking ads. And we're not yeah. going to stop people smoking. I'm not saying we're making money off COVID or maybe we are. But yeah, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to exist. We're not going to get rid of it. Yeah. Like You've got to learn to live with it. I read a similar thing with uh, what happened with the measles I don't know 100% what happened but I think a similar thing happened and the time they got the vaccine it was pretty much all gone yeah you know don't quote me on that but yeah it's like I haven't heard anything about a vaccine so yeah. every now and then I hear something but like you said you're in Japan and how everyone the, the culture over there that, to wear masks mm. and the, their economy is good. And then even Sweden, like I said, there's no right or wrong. You know, Sweden didn't lock anything down. They just let everyone get it. And, mm. you know, so I think it's, well, it's Sweden, Sweden went down that personal responsibility route. They said um, socially distance. And if you're unwell, stay at home, all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, they didn't lock anything down. They they didn't close anything. So, um, but the interesting thing that we're now that I, I think that they share is the death rate starting to come down in in Sweden. So yeah, you know, so I think they've gone they've gone high with their death rates at the start, yeah, and now it's yeah. coming down. Yeah. So I mean, the thing is, um, I heard a really good quote the other day. And it was um, unfortunately from a conspiracy theorist, but but one thing stood out that he said was, um, would you know there was a pandemic if the media hadn't told you so? And nope. and I, and I guess the question is, do we know? Do you know anyone that's had it? Do you know anyone that's been impacted by it? Do you know families? Do, you know, and yes, I do know some people that have been affected by it. I do know some people that have 
um, had others affected by it. So, but no one close to me's had it. No, neither. But, but no, no, but no more than what you would normally get this time of year anyway, where people would say that they're home crook or they've got the man flu or they've got this or they've got that. So, um, and I'm not suggesting to anyone out there that COVID's the man flu, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, I'm, I'm, who knows? Who knows? No, I, I get what you're saying, and it's all media-driven. If this time last year they were reporting how many cases of the flu there were, mm. we, we'd we be like, oh, yeah. But because this is ne- – we've never – not that it's so much n- not been through this before, but it's the fact that they're reporting cases on this one thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, if they were – like I said, if they were reporting suicide rates – the deaths like i'd be like okay is that normal or, or isn't it and that's the same with covid okay we've had let's say 250 deaths like yeah. how many how many people did the, did the flu kill last year yeah i'd laugh if it was thousands it um i have seen some stats and because a lot of people throw them out there and um it yeah in a normal flu season there are and and maybe these are um US stats, but it is in the thousands of people that die yeah. with the flu. So, yeah. um, and usually they've got something else that has ailed them, which is, you know, what we're ultimately seeing with COVID. And probably the concern that we're seeing now with COVID is younger people are getting it. Um, you know, there's been an instance where it's gone through some students at a school. And there's also been a couple of recent deaths. While the, the death rate is very firmly in the elderly, um, yeah. or the more mature, I should say, um, very much um, in the last month. I, I think there's been a couple of 30-year-olds that have passed away. Yeah. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yeah. yeah, I think one thirty-year-old. Don't get me wrong. I just seen the comments, but apparently one of the thirty-year-olds had cancer. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah people get people were getting quite angry in the comments because of that. They were um, denying the fact they like they weren't saying he had cancer. It's like like we spoke about yeah. on he, our last podcast. He, if you got if you got hit by a bus with COVID, cause of death would not be hit by a bus. It would be COVID. Yeah. And, so I could be wrong, but I've just seen like a lot of comments, people getting angry because they were like, he had cancer, he didn't die from COVID. So yeah, okay. So that's um yeah, and and once again, it's just people are not necessarily being given everything that they need to be given. So what we're being told is, you know, we've got to lock down, we've got to socially distance, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. Everyone's got to have a COVID safe plan. But then what we've seen is COVID safe plans don't necessarily work anyway because you can be sitting there in a pub and the pub is doing everything that they possibly can in most cases to apply the COVID safe plan. You're still going to have some people that don't apply it to themselves. You're still going to have some staff who take the easy option. Um, But so... 
you can still get COVID if someone else has got COVID in that restaurant, even though the pub is following the COVID safe plan. So yeah, like we can't prevent death. We can't prevent people from getting COVID a hundred percent. Same, same. Like, oh, look, I do think they have gone a bit over the top with people getting arrested and fines handing out. Like, mate, I've got a um, like. I, I can, I can go, t- I can go do two hundred kilometres down the uh, the Western Freeway and uh, probably get a less fine than crossing the state border or not yeah, wearing a mask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, they put him aboard a well-wound whirlwind. So, you know, the, the interesting, one of the Channel 7 political editors has a post every day now on Twitter and she's called it the, top, uh, the Daily Dickheads. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when you, when you go through it, and I understand where they're coming from because, you know, down the bottom of the tweet she's got uh, for this one, there were 268 dickheads fined and she's got, this is from, I think, August 10. And yeah. uh, uh, the good news is 6,650,852 Victorians doing the right thing. Percentage of dickheads versus spot checks are 2.23%. So, um, so the coppers are obviously doing spot checks on where people they are. are and what they're and doing. Like, and there was like five or 800 people not at home when they checked. Mm, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But um, um, but when you look through it, like so, this is from the tenth of August, and these are the top dickheads. So one, there was a man stopped by police, said he was helping a friend move a TV from Doncaster East to Dandenong, and thought he'd also stop it. <laughs> st- also, <laughs> yeah, it's stop at a fast food outlet to get a burger. There was another yeah. dude caught breaching curfew, walking on William Street in the CBD at two a.m and lives in St. Albans. So I don't know where St. Albans in... in St. Albans is nowhere near there, I don't think. (laughs) Yeah. He he said he'd been in the city to meet friends at a hotel and have some drinks. Um, A Berwick Berwick woman caught breaching restrictions after admitting she'd travelled from Scoresby to Pattinson Lakes. Um, A male found to have four other male friends visit him in his bungalow in Mount Alexander. The reason for the catch-up was to watch the footy. So, <laughs> you know, and, and once again, you're looking at these are normal everyday activities in so many ways, but now, you know, under COVID, and we're all in this together, which unfortunately we're not all in this together. No. Um, we, um, we're now get, seeing people getting fined for what we would find laughable. Yeah. But the classic one, the, the day, I think this is like today's or yesterday's, three people find after a video emerged of them filming themselves going out after curfew hours at approximately 2.30am on Sunday morning to get takeaway food from a fast food restaurant in the CBD. I, so many questions. Why, See, the, how, why are those fast food places open? If, well, that's the question. <laughs> what? You, yeah you certainly got to ask the question why is it open so yeah it's it's just crazy Matt it's just crazy and it's right to have questions but you know I I don't think anyone's got the answers at the moment so like um so I'm slowly adapting (laughs) like like I'm having trouble trying to sleep counting sheep counting sheep but, but running out yeah and it's, it's, yeah, like I've got, 
nowhere to be. Like, it was good to get up this morning, send an alarm, because I was doing this podcast. <laughs> I went for a walk, had a shower. So, uh... it's, it's, yeah, slowly adapting. I'm feeling good because yeah, I've, awesome. put some, I've put some things in place and, well, my goal is to try and be asleep by midnight, but yeah, yeah, I'm just like I don't have to be anywhere tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just just awake it. Well, you could always be selling postcards from a paper stand, couldn't you? So, anyway, I could. I became a, <laughs> I, I became addicted to. Um, I, I don't have it now, but I, I've, I became addicted to Tinder. Oh, okay. The old dating app, like yeah. in bed, in bed at two a.m. swiping, not wanting to go to sleep, and I'm okay. like, I, I can't do this. Yeah. So, uh, Tinder's in, an interesting, interesting field, and and yeah. dating is as well. And I think when we turn a certain age, we seem to reflect on the last, you know, whatever, like turning thirty. I reflect on like the last 10 years and yeah. you know, I've, I've had two girlfriends in 10 years and I wish I had dated and now I want to sort of date more before committing. Yeah. So because I look at, like I said, I've had two girlfriends and just like you've been married for what? 30 Far too many. So, no, no. <laughs> too, 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 too many years. So, yeah. But it's just an interesting concept that I've come to that like, I used to like be frowned upon people casually dating, but then it's sort of like an ice, an ice cream stand. You've got to try different flavors of ice cream before you commit to a whole cone. <laughs> and so, so that's sort of, that's sort of where I'm at. Oh like, my God. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm at in the dating world. Obviously, it's very hard during COVID. Yeah, and like I've deleted Tinder because I just there's, there's no point because I, I hate texting. I hate texting yeah. people that I don't know. And and I get... think <clears throat> one of the challenges, like yeah, Sharon and I got married in ninety one, nineteen ninety one. So that's um. A fairly long time, I think thirty years, maybe the next year. So, but, um, but one of the things that I was like concerned about for my kids when they were going through the dating stages is the reality. How is, how, how old are your kids? Um, well, Tim's almost thirty now. Yeah, and Taylor's twenty five. So, so when they're dating's twenty four seven nowadays. Because with all, with all the apps and messaging services and and everything, and you know, back when I was dating, it was it was waiting by the phone scenario. It was having to, you know, if you missed getting your phone call in the afternoon to the um, to the young lady, or um, or she missed your call, it was no chance of then just picking up and sending a text. It was just, you missed the call and that was it. So um, I, I can relate to that. I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a young pup, but I'm old enough to remember my, when I was like 16, 17, we had MSN and yeah. it was like a, it was like a similar thing. 
you had to get on there to see if they're online. You couldn't, you know, there was no, yeah. Oh, she's not online. Because I, a girl I dated, I ended up, yeah, our first sort of point of contact was MSN. And it was like, I'd get home from school to see if she's online or not and then talk. Yeah. So that's sort of like you wait by the phone and if you miss it, that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just 24 seven. It's, you know, swipe left, swipe right. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, there's different generations and there's different ways that we deal with that, but you do need to have a break from, um, whoever it is that you're going out from, you need to have things on your own. You need to be able to just say, "Hey, look, I'm going away with friends." What, whatever the story is. So, yeah, like you just me, can't be twenty four seven. No, for me, Tinder's always been uh, something I've jumped on when I've just come out of a relationship. Normally, yeah, sort of, sort of to distract me for a bit, and then, like, like I'm off it now. I deleted it. And, but like, you know, for years I was single and I never had it. And it, it's good. I actually matched with this, this girl that I knew in Tassie, which, which, which I think it's good when you, when you know of someone. Yeah. Like we used to work in the same shopping center like eight years ago. So it's good when you know of someone because it, if you both match, it sort of breaks that barrier. Yeah. But then yeah. It also, but then it also like, for a, from a confidence thing as well like one thing i've been trying to do is build my confidence back up and that's another topic we'll get into but the girls that i find attractive from a photo don't find me attractive and that's fine like i've i gave i've tried to give my my number to a girl a couple of weeks ago but um the age was a problem is all i'll say but it was good like we like i said we sit on our phone no one gives no one gives numbers anymore mm. No one, like, I'm really good at talking in person with a girl, but on this app, the app beats me every yeah. time. Yeah. And, like, I've been catfished a few times. Um, <laughs> one was recently. It was, yeah. it, was, it was awkward, but, you know, yeah, like, people hate the player. They need to hate the game. They need to hate Tinder, not the player. Like, yeah. some people don't Some people don't have a photo of themselves up there. They have a picture of a flower. And they're like, looks don't matter. It's all about personality. I'm like, yeah, it is. But Tinder, the first thing you see is their photo. And that's what you're deciding on. Mm. Like, I'm not being rude or harsh. It is what it is. Yeah. You cannot it, talk. If we could talk like this on Tinder, you get to know someone. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's like the old shadow people that you see on LinkedIn, for example, people that don't put a profile pick up, yet they want to yeah. create business through LinkedIn. Well, sorry, mate, it's not going to happen. Relationship is like business, and yep. you've got you, you know you've got to know who you're dealing with. Yeah. Like I'm very I'm very skeptical. Like I had a girl message me. First few messages, she was um. She was asking me for a number, for my number. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's one of those days where your to-dos are all over the place. 
On the list, a teeth cleaning at 6 a.m. Returning the not-so-fake cowhide rug at 9. Grabbing custom party hats for Jane's half-birthday at lunch. Scooping up a vintage stereo from Marketplace in Bethesda. At first to show up with cash, p.m. And picking up Cousin Rick at Dulles at 3 a.m. Zip if, odd errands at odd hours. With Zipcar, you can book cars near you in D.C. anytime you want, with gas included. Which makes days like this, well, just another day. Join and drive in minutes at Zipcar.com. I gave her the police station's number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not falling for this. Yeah. But you're talking to her on a platform. So why was the urgent need to get oh, the because, number? Well, it could have been scam, but a yeah. lot of, a, a lot of people like, you know, I can categorize everyone on Tinder, but a lot of people, a lot of females want to boost their Instagram following. Truly. So in their bio, they will have, bios make me laugh not on here often follow me on instagram that's all they will have so then you'll go on their instagram follow i don't follow and message them and yeah they're they're to boost their um wow they boost their instagram you know i just and so someone i'm, I'm gonna say a girl because Someone told me, like, Matt, that girl was talking to, like, 20 guys. You can't just focus everything into one girl, which is what I've always done. And I'm disappointed if it hasn't worked out. So, like I said, trying different flavors of ice cream. And, you know, someone's like, you can't just be – you can't just say, hey, how are you, as a first message. You've got to do a pickup line. Oh, I hate pickup lines. Yeah. I hate them. I've never used them. And someone used one the other day, and it was horrible. And this is what it was. She's like, you look like trash. Can I take you out? Oh fuck! Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" Like, I just found that really terrible, and that just uh, put me off. You know, I just want to walk up to a girl and said, "I'll kiss you in four places." Yeah, the she'll, old... <laughs> she'll either slap me, or she'll like it, and then we'll continue on. And like, you got to filter out those people. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, I I agree. It's um, pickup lines suck. They, um, <clears throat> I I remember one of my mates who's unfortunately going through a bit of a, a challenging health time at the moment. But um, he used to always have a. I won't mention it here because it's um, yeah, it's it's that bad. It's quite ordinary. But but he used yeah. to swear by it. But um. You know, I, I don't think he had as much luck as other people around him. And he's now been obviously married for, for quite a long time to an absolutely beautiful wife. So yeah, yeah. I don't think he used that line on her just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking yeah. of like Tinder and looks, like people, people want to avoid the elephant in the room and say looks don't matter. Looks do matter. Like in the way that you have to be attracted to someone. Yep. Um, Really good example, right? I, me being a flight attendant and, you know, new flight attendants would come in, you know. I remember one girl started, this is when I was living in Tassie, one girl started 
or I heard about a, a girl starting and I remember someone showed me a photo of her and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then when I met her, her first words to me were fuck off. <laughs> and I was like, I like this girl. I like this girl. Yeah. She's got a good personality. But when I looked at her, I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then when I met her, I was like, holy shit. Fucking four months later, we were dating. Yeah. So a lot of love for her as well. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're friends. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's one of those subjects. Yeah. That, that. And you ultimately yeah. got to settle in and play. Do you remember so and so? So it yeah. was, um, yeah. It's it's just an inter. You know, I'm so glad that um, that I don't have to deal with that sort of space. That sort of space yeah. of living with um, in the dating world because it, yeah. I would find it absolutely incredibly challenging but it's interesting about photos because once upon a time i used to tell people don't ever put your photo on a resume because people form an opinion about you but but now it's actually quite the reverse you've got to have a video you've got to have a photo because it's now about to see you yeah but it's now about connection because yes you do want people to form an opinion about you and some will say yeah, no thanks while others will say oh this person looks interesting so it's yeah, almost yeah. changed the whole um i i would i would hate to be in recruitment nowadays because i i think that you would just get i mean resumes are resumes but um there, there is now such a a difference in in respect of it especially when they start out seeking fortune and glory um it could be yeah. a short song but but it's a hell of a story depending on who they are. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes like resumes, I wouldn't even know. I haven't seen my resume in years. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and like the other night I woke up from the strangest dream and, (laughs) and, you know, like I said, resumes, like what you are on paper is completely different to in person. And yeah. like me being like a musician, like there's no resume for that, really. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, you know, I've played here, played there. It's just not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But um, even but even with yourself, Maddie, I mean, you've got a, um, a, a catalogue of songs that you've had out. But yeah. then as as you continually redefine, you you take some of those songs off and you and then you focus in on your new stuff. So in many ways, every every time you release something new, I mean, you there's that whole concept that this is potentially the first time people hear or 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 um well they don't know there's a back catalogue. So. No, they they don't like and like people some people have only heard crew life yeah and i and i want that i want that that's why i took everything down because i wanted crew life to be a stamp you know like it it made the radio it's done better than everything else i've done before and i know exactly why it it did that i know why i got to the radio because i did this and i did that so but speaking of music and yep. adjusting. Speaking of music and adjusting, I won't touch too much on music. 
because I see artists and bands talk about an EP or an album coming out and it's like, when, when is it out? So the reason why I won't talk about, because I have nothing to put out at the moment. So once, yeah. you know, once it's everything's done and I'm ready, that's when I'll start pushing it. But me and Mark, my producer, we've got a, we've got a session coming up on Saturday, uh, a Zoom session, songwriting session. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, because cool. Like I said, music's been taken away from me. I was supposed to, when we went to stage three, I was supposed to go be up in Canberra recording, but then they, Canberra closed their borders. And then, so we've, we've done enough in the studio now to be able to do it via Zoom and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, we've, we've tackled like, it's like building a house. You know, we've concreted the floor, the walls are up. Now we just got to furnish it. Yeah. So we can do that. So that's, that's been healthy and, and something for me to look forward to. And I've reconnected with another mate and we're going to do a similar thing, which is yeah. separate song, separate songs all together. So, which is really good. Um, still, still doing merch. Yep. Um, ideas. I got one sent the other day that had on the back of it. I'm 23 and I still live at home with a, with a cake on it. So that's, <laughs> that's really cool. So, but, and yeah, so like excited to sort of look forward to like little sessions like this. And Tony doesn't know this yet, this, but this is actually my therapy session. I'll pay you later, Tony. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's, uh, it's good. We just it's enjoy good. it. So it, it, it is good. It's good. Yeah. And especially when you get a lot of time to think, like I said, your work's probably slowed down. My work's yeah. slowed down, you know. Yeah. So. Man. And and I think it's always a key that number one is to find some friends to say you're doing well. And I think that's what the podcast is is in many ways about. And yeah, yeah work has definitely slowed down for, for a lot of people. And, you know, I can't or have sort of walked away a little bit from physical workshops because even now, I mean, you, you saw how quickly the, the um, everything escalated in Victoria. Even if yeah. I was to plan you know a a workshop for say september um who's to say that that's going to go ahead with some level of certainty and every time you book a venue and every time you you um you get started on things there is a um there's a cost involved so and i think i think we need to get to a place where we can book ahead yeah without without that anxiety and that fear of you know is this going to go ahead yeah, yeah. You know, like I was supposed to be in America in October, and I, like I sort of knew. No, like at the start, I thought, yeah, America will still happen, but obviously, as it got closer, like no. Mm. So I think I just once we get to that point, I think it'll be good. Like I said, for to know, okay, I, we can book something in January. Like yeah. my parents, I want to see my fucking parents. Like my, I want to show my parents my house. I want them to come over. Yeah, you know, so. It just hopefully we can get to that point where okay, this is the new norm. These are the yeah. rules. All, yeah. all borders, all borders are open. You can book a holiday in February and not have any anxiety that it's going to get cancelled. Yeah, and and once again, I think it all comes down to that concept of personal responsibility. We've got to be responsible for ourselves. If you if you're walking into a pub and they've got more people than what you're comfortable with, don't go into that pub. You know, it yeah, becomes really simple, but. Um, one of the things that, as you know, I've been working on is that concept of lie from the couch. And, 
you know, I, I see people like yourself and people in the music industry, uh, you know, there's not a lot of people making a lot of money in the music industry anyway no. at, uh, at grassroots level. And um, especially, and you've got to have a relatively high profile. You've got to be able to um, build streams on the streaming platform. So, so live from the couch has been, I guess, in many ways, my therapy because I've been building a uh, a platform that enables people to market their live streams. I see so many people. I've seen you do it. Some of your yeah. Facebook lives that you've done the, for for people that follow you, and you know, and that's awesome. But there's also needs to be somewhere along the line. We've got to, as a general population, say to ourselves shit, I want to pay that guy to do that. You know, during, um, I've, I've got a good mate uh, of mine called Tave. He's from Adelaide. So, you know, another South Australian like you. Yeah. Um, he plays in a band called The Blow Up Sweethearts. So a classic name, I think. So yeah. he, they put out a vinyl album and, um, you know, like when we caught up with him last October, um, I was a proud recipient of one of those vinyls when they came home. But him and his his mate Matt Cresswell, I think, uh, did a Facebook live just them playing one Sunday. And man, it was the best time sitting there having a couple of beers. They're on the big screen. It wasn't a great image, but the music was cool. You could interact with them. They had about twenty to thirty people on ongoing listening to them. Mate, just a chilled way to spend a Sunday afternoon. And, and I'm really hopeful that Live From The Couch can be a success because that enables people to have um, maybe an opportunity to earn a, a, another revenue stream. So yeah, thanks, for, was, thanks for your support on that, by the way. That's all right. I was talking to a mate about this last night, another musician, um, young Stewie Barton. He's a legend. And yeah. uh, we, we've both got the same goals and, and stuff. So it was good. It's good to, for to us to bounce off each other because, yeah. you know, you tell someone you want to be a big rock star and they don't believe you because they don't know what it takes to get there. Where in our head we've done it. And we're talking about how there's always, you know, people say the money's in touring as a musician. Yeah. Which it's one of those things like there's sort of, I see like three levels of musicians, me now climbing to the top and then you sort of get to the middle where you get a name and then you look the big superstar. Yeah. So I think big superstars, Ed Sheeran, I'm pretty sure he, he'd be able to live off not touring for the rest of his life. Like once you get to that point, mm. uh, you know, so, but yeah, live streams, they're good. And even not even like, let's just say in a year's time we're back to normal. Yeah. It, it's still good to be able to do those. Yeah. I, like, I, I just think it provides so many opportunities. So, so if I may, and a funny story, there's, there's a, um, there's a program or a platform in the States called stage it, and they've had millions of dollars invested in that platform through Silicon Valley. There's been another couple of, um, platforms that have been going since 2012 on this same premise of streaming concerts. Yeah. And when you're, when you're saying about those big level, high level superstars, you know, some of them now wait for some numbers here. Some of them were on some of those other platforms that have now gone bust and yeah. they were making a hundred, hundreds of thousands of dollars for a live streaming concert, right? 
hundreds yep. of thousands of dollars on a live streaming concert and yep. they walked away from that because they can make millions on a tour. Wow. So, so when you think about that, now I'm thinking to myself, man, if I could just put out a, a streaming event, because you, your costs have to be lower. Your costs have to be lower. Uh, I'm in control, so I'm not paying anyone else. Um, yeah. And if I could do that once a month and pick up the odd 100,000 spare change, you know, I, I think I'm going to be pretty happy. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I look at some of the stuff that Jimmy Barnes does on Facebook and it's awesome. So he gets yeah. his family. They had diesel there. They did. I've um, seen that mum like that. I've seen yeah, mum it was, yeah. it was awesome. The, the Neil Young cover. So um, I'd, I'd chip in a couple of bucks to, to watch Jimmy do and that sort of stuff. Good point you make there. It's hundreds of thousands versus millions. And yeah. Um, for me as an artist, no, no matter like if I was getting paid more, you can't like playing live is priceless for a musician. Oh, like yeah. that, that feeling you get. Yeah. Like I like like I said, I'm only a little musician chat climbing up. Yeah. But I had I had, you know, a fucking dive bar in Vegas singing yeah. back to me. And Fuck, you, you can't put a price on that. Like, yeah. whether I was getting paid a hundred grand for that gig or a million, like it's 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 the experience that we create. And and I think that's that's really critical for streaming events to to work. Is there's got to be a way to get that feedback back to the artist. So, um, because I look at your Facebook lives that you did from you know the the Vegas bar where the dude gets up and sings, "I'll be there with you," and the yeah. crowd singing it back and and you've got that and you can see in yourself the unbridled joy that shit this is happening all around me yeah and yeah. and there's got to be a way and you know i'm certainly working with some smart people to how can we capture that so yeah. how do we capture that for the artists because you can imagine a comedian doing a live streaming event and you know Nothing. for it to for it to work for him he's got to say so just say you're on zoom You've got to mute everyone, right? So, which automat otherwise your your audio is going to be disjointed when someone. But then you also need the laughter <laughs> for to him carry to on. do, yeah, to, for him to do the best job. So there's got to be. So this is part of the whole process. So where we're at with live from the couch is like a stage one. This is a marketplace, um, and it's probably our proof of concept. If this concept yeah. doesn't work, we can walk away and we haven't like lost millions of dollars. But if yeah. this concept works and we get artists, especially artists on the platform who want to support it, understanding it's not a magic pill straight away, but in time this will build, you know, stage two is our own streaming platform. Stage three is artificial intelligence that's going to provide yeah. feedback back based on what's happening in the chat room so yeah you know there, there's it's quite an exciting journey um but it could be over in six months <laughs> it could be still yeah. going in 10 years that's that's the yeah. reality with it so yeah so looking forward to it maddie dating life we've talked about we've talked about um tinder we've talked about um, just about everything. I think there's not much else to say, but there's nothing else that could set fire to this town, you know? So Yeah, that's it. Have you seen, this is something I've been thinking of, have you seen the movie The Butterfly Effect? No. 
it's yeah, it, it's really good. But had a lot of time to think about the butterfly effect, and it's crazy how things work out. Yeah. Like if we if we had never lost weight, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's little shit like that, and um, it's crazy. Like I've met Mark, my producer, through. So how that started was. I started F45 in Hobart. Yeah. So then when, when I moved to Canberra, I'm going to talk a lot more about this in the future once the music's ready, but Hobart F45. Then when I moved to Canberra, I'm like, well, I need, where's my local F45? Went to my local F45, got to sort of know people. There was a guy there. I'm like, he seems cool. I'm like, what are you up to this weekend? He's like, I'm going to go watch my mate play a gig. Do you want to come along? So I went and watched his mate, met his mate. Then his mate put me in contact with this guy and that's how I got my first gig. And then that's when I met Mark. And now here we are recording. And it's (laughs) like, it's just little things like that, that are like, like if I never moved to Tassie, I'll be there. Wouldn't never existed. Yeah. Because I was in that place. Yeah. At that, at that shop working at that shop, met that girl right then there. It's, 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 uh, it's, yeah, I love it. So, so the butterfly effect is a movie. There's a couple of them, but the first one's really good. Yeah, it's it's Ashton Kutcher, and he blacks out, but then as he gets older, because he writes a journal, he can go back and change the past. Oh wow! So he, keep, so he keeps trying to change it, and each time something else happens. So then he goes back to try and change that, but then that's okay, but then that's not. So it's sort of. Like, can you imagine, like, if all the people on the Titanic didn't die, how, like, that would, you know, like, yeah. Flip it. Flip it. So, um, yeah. So, it's um, that's something I think a lot about is the butterfly. (laughs) Butterfly flaps its wings and, you know, it could have a massive impact around the world. Yeah. Which is awesome. Absolutely. Maddie, I've... um... What songs did I share with you today with my lyrics? <laughs> um, fuck, I thought I got the last one, but I don't think I did. Uh, so, you selling postcards? No, sorry. Desolution Row by Bob Dylan. No, all mine are Australian this week. No, fuck. Damn you, <laughs> damn you Google. <laughs> So he was selling postcards from a paper stand. That's a classic angel song. Take a long line. I did get one of them though, and I'm about to say it. Yeah. No, okay, I've got one. Yeah. And can I ask, before I say it, did you say this because of mine? No, no, no. Because I you you said two songs. One was Throw Your Arms Around Me. So I'll Correct. kiss you in four places. Yeah. Um, and then you threw out Wake Up This Morning from The Strangest Dream, which is Holy Grail from Hunters and Collectors. I said that because you... you and we had the Holy same Grail. song, yeah. So, <laughs> I, so I'll, I'll be truthful. I didn't write that down, but because you said it, yeah. I, went along, I went along with it and I was trying to think of the first three. <laughs> um, and you slit that in so naturally. So I did. And there was another one I had. Yeah. Oh, um, but I'm gonna. <laughs> um, I love that song. It's AFL's grand final. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, so... I when I used to coach kids, I um, you know, going back 
when it first came out. I used to put it on uh, pre-game because it was just just one of those songs, Holy Grail. So, so I sort of did four in a way because I went back to Hunters and Collectors because the Holy Grail, because you said it. Yeah. I'm having trouble trying to sleep. I'm counting sheep but running out. That is Brain Stew by Green Day. Okay. Didn't get it. And when I said I was doing merch and what was on the back of my T-shirt, I said I'm 23 and still live at home with a birthday cake. <laughs> That's crew life. Uh, I was actually going to do a crew life um, lyric. <laughs> lyric. I'm glad I didn't. So... <laughs> So I, I did also, just from Take a Long Line, they put him aboard a well-wound whirlwind was in there somewhere. And then the last one that um, you haven't got was a chisel classic, Flame Trees. Set spot. Was it something setting fire to the house or something? Yeah, there's nothing else could set fire to this town. Settle in to play. Town. Do you remember so-and-so? Number one is to find some friends to say you're doing well. Flame Trees by Chisel. Good song. Awesome. Well, my friend, I've got to head off. That's episode two. That's in the can. Failing, curly, unfucking filtered Unhinged, unfiltered, un-everything. So, mate, always been a pleasure. Well, um, this is two weeks after our first one. So maybe if we schedule them every couple of weeks, that'll be cool. Yeah, it's working good. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, ladies and gentlemen, please um, review us or share it or don't. I mean, (laughs) we're we're doing this because we're enjoying it and I hope that you're enjoying it as well. And as Bailey always says, don't be a Karen. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you later. Thank God that's over. If you didn't like it, leave a review to warn others, or share it with people you want to annoy. If you did like it, I'm sorry, you cannot be helped, so you may as well leave a good review. I guess the boys will appreciate it. As Curly would say, don't be an asshole. Hopefully, I won't see you next time. Goodbye. It's one of those days where your to-dos are all over the place. On the list, a teeth cleaning at 6 a.m. Returning the not-so-fake cowhide rug at 9. Grabbing custom party hats for Jane's half-birthday at lunch. Scooping up a vintage stereo from Marketplace in Bethesda at first to show up with cash p.m. And picking up Cousin Rick at Dulles at 3 a.m. Zip if, odd errands, at odd hours. With Zipcar, you can book cars near you in D.C. anytime you want, with gas included. Which makes days like this, well, just another day. Join and drive in minutes at Zipcar.com.